Open Nesters podcast is a weekly podcast that explores new ways of living as our kids leave the nest. Now in season three, the podcast topics go deeper and wider in interviews with individuals, couples, and experts in areas ranging from relationships and families to adventure, spirituality, and sexuality. We interviewed Sujay and Joe a couple years back, and since then I've danced with them and watched them grow and then truly become open nesters. You will love this interview. Let's hear it from Sujay and Joe. Welcome back to the Open Nesters Podcast. Sujay Johnson and Joe Richmond, we loved having you on about rituals and relationships in season one, and we are so delighted that you're back at the end of season three with us. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you. How, are you. how are you guys doing right now? I think you told me you had COVID, so it's probably not the most. Yes, we're we're yeah, supposedly whole- quarantining with COVID. We're very good at it. <laughs> well, you're cozy, but we're enjoying the the, uh, the the few days off after that. Well, the two of you have a beautiful intimacy, and I've watched it kind of grow. And as you've supported other couples through your love lab, and we'll talk about that. But I do want to hear, since you're open nesters, and, and about almost two years ago, you were not. You were just about. But now you truly are what we call open nesters with your kids having beginning to go out of the house and creating new realities. And wanted to check back and see where you're doing, how that is, where how you're doing, and how's it going? Mm. It's well, a real thing. Question. It's a real thing, that letting go, the releasing them into the wild I knew it. I feel like I was, I had it in my, like on the horizon line for a long time. And Maim was off on a gap year last year. And then this year, our younger daughter headed off on a gap year. So they're both gone and we dropped them off. And then um, I had this uh, artist residency for two weeks out in the province lands on Cape Cod and I went out there with the intention of giving birth to myself in this new chapter. And I sat with all of it. I mean, it's like, it's a real, it's like the grief. I mean, it, like all the stages of grief, it's a little mini death, you know, it's like, it, it is like, it's a death of an, of an era. And there were moments where I was just screaming on top of this dude, like, I don't want this. And just thrashing around having tantrums like who wants who who wants to like send their kids off and then not live with them again and uh, i don't know um what was the most difficult part i mean because it's all very encompassing so to speak i know the most uh, difficult uh, letting them go actually missing them not having them i mean i don't even miss them I, I love being alone i think it's just that like time is one way Time is one way. You don't maybe, get to go back. It's over. It that part's behind you. And it was beautiful. And of course, I like completely have rose-colored glasses about how beautiful it was. But by the time your kids are getting ready to leave, it's pretty easy and awesome. We were getting along great. We just have so much fun together. It's like, oh, and now some it feels it feels a little bit like, oh, you're 18, off you go. Like there's an arbitrariness to it in this culture of like everyone goes off to college or goes off to do something. And if you don't, you're kind of some kind of like, why are you still home? Are you a failure or something? So there's like this push. And I don't know that we were ready for it. And yet we were. 
So it's not like I don't want them to go have their beautiful lives. I'm so excited for them. But it's like, oh, that's gone now. You know, like, it's over. It's gone, that part of my life. You are older, and, you know, now they are on their way to develop their own life, and you just have to watch it from the outside. You're no longer involved in their daily life. I know. And, and, but it was, but I had to go through it. Like, I just wanted to feel all the feelings of it because I knew if I didn't, it, there, it would come out sideways. There would be like lingering stuff. I just wanted to like be in I it. I actually and think the fact that you went through the grief of feeling it, like we always talk about with embodiment, allows you to start letting go without trying to hold on. Because when we're trying to hold on to our kids, it doesn't help anyone in there. There are so many parents that are doing that helicopter parenting because technology today, like wanting to be every day, and that's not giving them the space and the trust of their evolution. And so the fact that we have to hold our grief and hold our love, in which which, is, which go together, grief and love, yeah. um, the more we've loved and the fact that they were so at a point of relationships with us, and then how do how do we do that dance? And you guys are dancers, so I, I mean, I've seen you at Five Rhythms, and I love that. And Joe, I want to hear about your perspective from from the from the dad point of view. I mean, of them going off. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd echo Jay. Like, it, it was a bigger deal than I than I was prepared for. Um, it and in in a few different ways. I mean, there's a there's a sadness just in kind of like missing. There's so much life that they represent. You know, those two girls. It's like I just kind of miss the energy and the life that around me that they represent and but i think as 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 you were saying um the more cosmic big big lens part of it is like that is time is real you know it's really like okay we are getting older this is that thing that we knew was going to happen and now here it is and she was mentioning our we were in in the in the dunes in provincetown and we had the ceremony and i remember just feeling like okay this there's this kind of like spiritual job that is over now you know not that like not that we don't you know there's still a lot of work and like we hear from them and we need this and whatever else but like there's this the job is kind of over and so it's sort of like okay what do we want to do with that you know we get another another round of, of whatever we want to do and also it felt like okay we can sign up in our relationship too for another round how do we want to how do we want to do this you know how close are them to you you're talking about geographically yeah geographically oh uh one is in ohio in college now and one is in california doing her own gap year so she's kind of traveling around so So it's not like they can jump on the weekend to home when something like that we just saw one of them for thanksgiving but yeah yeah they're they're pretty they're pretty far apart but we'd be yeah, we want to raise them to be able to really explore. And that's and that's never that's always a dance. You know, I mean, we're we're like 10 years in and and it does feel so beautiful when they come home and there's a and there's a deeper bond now with adults, adult mm-hmm. kids. Our Thanksgiving has it was only the five of us and it was six of us with the wife, mm-hmm. our son's wife. And it's never been richer. It's never been richer because as you've raised these beautiful people. And then they really have the chance to trust themselves and go out in the world and then come home. It does feel so good. And yet it's never one thing. It's never easy. And when it happens, and even at different times when they're going through things and going through either pain or growth and you want to be more part of it, this is a continuous release. It's that, it's that, you know, grief and love cycle. It is, it really is. 
Yeah. Thank you for naming it like that. Uh, And we've also realized like there's a practice of radical trust. Like anything that anything less than that, they can feel it. They know it. Like, oh, you don't don't think I can make it? Yeah. Talk about that. How do you think they they feel that you radically trust them? How do you how how have you how have you gotten to that place? Well, it, it's hard to radically trust our younger daughter. <laughs> so we did a little experiment. We said, okay, we are going to just for the next two months, just like have faith that she's every decision she's making is going to is going to be the right one, no matter what it is, and just trust her and send that out to her. And I do think it kind of worked. It's making a difference. Yeah. 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 And, and it, and it's takes, I, I think we, we have been a little too quick to jump in and help her solve problems. And so this kind of like, you got this. No, you got this. No, it's fine. You got this. It's a, it's a practice. And um, the more we're aware of it, the better it's going. Thank you. It's so true. Like we want us, we want so hard to admit sometimes when we want to fix things and we just can't and how they have to fall and fly. It's just about them. It's not easy. <laughs> No, but it's a question of balance. You got to balance. You got to yeah. let them fall, but you also have to help them. You can't just let them fall or just help them. It's a well, balance. You, as she was um, the younger one, as she's doing her gap year and just figuring out what to do, you, you said something which which really helped me a lot, which was she's going to get more out of her failures than her successes. That's usually the case. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, yeah, we just did an episode on trust. We actually talked about this just the other night. It's going up this week. And it's the idea that trust for us is also this expansion of trust and and also holding that ability to be generous in how we want to support them and show up for them and and witness them, which sometimes is about, you know, letting them know how much we are here in a big way. So you, so it's finding the dance. It is a continuous journey. It is just a continuous journey that we feel so lucky if we are functional, our kids are privileged enough to have functional kids and that we're not, you know, needing to care for them in ways that some parents, some parents have to. Mm. So I, I, I just, I salute your, your independence and I want to hear about your relationship. Yeah, now. So, so <laughs> what's happened now? Now they're out to the house. Yeah. We have it's all the, this time to hang out. <laughs> the grief and now, What's now? What's kind now? of awesome. <laughs> there, there are some advantages. We, we live in a very small New York City apartment, and to have it to ourselves now, I would say, um, is <laughs> is better. I don't know how we fit <laughs> one of them in here. Yeah, it's just us and the dog. Yeah. So our our time together, our intimacy is deepening. Um, yeah, like there's a lot of time that's free for us to. Of time to and give ourselves with each other, yeah. And I would say something did change when again we had this sort of ceremony, letting go of this chapter with them, and kind of bringing in this new chapter with us. I feel like things have been different since then. Like it, yeah. it did feel like another recommitment, you know, like another marriage or something. Like, do we want to? Okay, another round. You know, now that the job is over. Now this is sort of free play, you know, like it, it did kind of feel that way. Like, which bon- is beautiful. Bon- yeah. The, the and it's, yeah. It's released us from the roles that we played too. I mean, I, like those, like, do you have that cover? Do you have that? Like, you know, I'm, you know, who's doing the caretaking that da, da, da. it's like, we're f- more individuals. We're meeting each other as individuals without those, like the, the roles that we play in our home. 
Do you feel that you are empty nester or do you feel that you are open nesters? Meaning, I'm so grateful for the two of you for the term open nester. And I've been using that. And you're right. They're coming and they're going. In fact, like after we did this ritual and like all the releasing and then I came home and one of them came home. I'm like, what are you doing at the kitchen tape? I just like, I'm very confused. (laughs) (laughs) It was like a month before I got her out the door again. I'm like, okay, off you go. Um, So I feel open nesting is a beautiful thing term that's what we are right i mean i i was just home for we both were home for the for thanksgiving i sat around the kitchen table with my mom and my four other siblings and like it's home it's still home to me it's still home to all of us and we will continue to go back there and so i'm i'm a child of an open nest situation also and the rituals again that's what we talked about in your first episode because at cape cod you were creating rituals around community and your kids have been part of that and seeing how you've been able to expand your community with love. And I feel like when they know that they have that space to hold them, them to, that to come back to, that flow is just a better currency. It's just a, you and, and we can allow for it more. It's like within our relationships, it's like, how do we cr- allow for space? And how do we allow for return and embrace in a way that, I mean, it's a continuous process. So uh, how so how's your your how's your relationship what are the intentional things you're doing together that you think are shifting hmm. Well we're having more sex awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um is it because you explored something new or just because you took the time to or because we have, you- because we have more time because we have more privacy um because that's what we're doing now like that's this next like what's the focus of this next chapter? Um, it's on us as a couple. It's on our creative endeavors. It's on um, our business, uh, working with other couples. So that 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 focus has just kind of changed what we're doing, and because of that, our the, because of the increased intention on each other, we're closer. And there's so- something something changed also, like. I think in again in this job of parenthood, and you were bring you're talking about the roles thing. You, you we do are like characters in a certain kind of play of parenting, and now it feels like I feel like we're looking at each other a bit new. Like, oh, the ways that you're different and you're surprising me are so interesting now, rather than like, uh, this is frustrating. You're not playing your role, whatever it is. So, a feels like there's more freedom that we are have because we're seeing each other a little bit new and we don't have to like do the job as much as we did yeah it almost reminds me of before we had kids when we were just getting together and creating our relationship like who are you what's what's you know you see you are on the positive spectrum of being an open nester simply because you have taken that opportunity to uh, rather than saying, what, who are you? I mean, what was your role? I mean, I don't know you. We were all investing in our children for so many years, and I don't know you. You actually says, oh, wow, I want to know you. I yeah, want to be exactly. close. I want to be together with you. There's other couples that goes the other way, and all of a sudden they say, you know what? I do not know you, and I do not care to know. I get that. Yeah. I, mean, I can see if you don't have a solid relationship and you hit this moment that it could be hard. And, and yeah, God, that would be the defining moment. Are you working with some couples like that in your love lab and your love lab and your work with relationships? Not as specifically at this stage, but I was certainly like, I feel like that's something to call in. Like if you are approaching this period in your life, 
work on your relationship before you get here. Definitely. Yeah, no openness to anyone hearing this before you go into becoming your kids as they're getting older. So we touched base with with um, with Jay and Joe a couple of years ago, as I mentioned, and you were starting the Love Lab. So I am curious how it's going. And um, and actually, I want to go back to what something else you said. Would you like to speak about your creative work? Because we always like to hear about people recreating and their creative work at this stage. What are you both? What are you each doing? Well, one thing that we've been talking about doing forever, and we're actually doing it, is writing a book together about what we call relationship tripping, which is using your relationship as a vehicle for exploration. And um, and so we are giving ourselves a little writer's retreat next week to go do that. And we're wow. working on that. So tell us, um, tell us what is relationship tripping a little bit more, a little more detail there. Well, it's something that we've been doing since the pandemic. We started it just kind of informally with some people we knew. And then we've been doing um, six week um, sort of communities of people in relationships where we do, we lead them through practices like communication practices, intimacy practices. And we do maybe about three of these a year. We're going to start another one in January. And I think one of the secret sauce parts of it is, is the community part. Like there's, you know, we don't talk about relationships very much with each other and sort of look at, look under the hood. And it's sort of an opportunity for people to talk about and you know, see the universal issues and stumbling blocks and things like that. So there's a lot of support. Um, like couples uh, self-examination, so to speak? A bit. We, we, we lead people through it. And it's a kind of a combination of practices and and um theory give us some example of well, some before, i have a question before that it doesn't really matter what uh, stage of the relationship uh, they're the, just uh, a couple that just dating to uh, a young yeah. newlywed to uh, we've had a, we have a whole range from new couples to couples have been around for 40 years yeah. and you're saying that the principles are the same yeah if you're committed if you're in a committed if you want to go the distance these are tools that are going to serve you because it's a lot of, a lot of it is mindset. It's like what, what is this relationship? It, and it's considering the invitation to consider that your partner is your mirror. Your partner is your teacher. Your partner is your guide. Your partner is your friend. Your partner is your trigger. Your partner is every, everything for you to look at yourself so you can grow. It's like, you know, these perfectly tailored, custom tailored match to the, all your, hidden blind your blind spots your shadows and that's what we're doing here together is using our relationships for spiritual growth like how do we get closer to but but it's it's hard for me to understand and believe that it's the same yardstick for any relationship no matter what how developed it is how committed it is um i mean i'm having a hard time really um not so much believing, but understanding that you can measure the relationship in the same uh, in the same uh, measures. Look, I think every relationship is different, you know, so everything comes with its own unique stuff. But like I'm thinking of one group we had a couple rounds ago where there was a couple sort of, sort of dealing with end of life kind of sickness sorts of issues and another couple that was brand new deciding about whether to have kids. And there's something about the difference and the similarity the polarization, of polarization, yeah, that really brought an incredible chemistry to the group. Um, and I think they learned from each other. We all learned from both of them. 
you know, in those very different stages. The rest of us were more in the middle. To see the couple that was dealing with end of life issues, like this is what we're doing here together. Like this is, you know, this is what, are you signing up for this? And this is what it looks like to do this in a caring, loving way. And this is what it looks like when it's really real and like here are the issues. And, and then to have a newer couple bring in all that energy of that curiosity and the, you know, that new relationship energy into the group feeds everybody. And so that, that, that range is really part, like it's so magical. When and, for, that and for that new couple to see, oh, these problems we're having, you've been having for 40 years and you're still together. Okay. That's interesting. I was going to yeah. say commitment kind of is the core that you're coming. People are coming to you because they want to intensify or deepen their commitment. So I think that's what this exploratory um, area is. And, and and then you have a love lab, which you want, do you want to talk briefly about that too, to start? Uh, yeah, love lab is our one-off. It's an intro to what we do. We share four practices um, that are, that have been really core practices for us. And I've, other people have told me like, well, well, those things we learned in Love Lab, we do them every day. And um, and so it's it's just a simple introduction to what's possible, what we can do together and what it feels like to be in community of couples and um, practices that you can incorporate into can your- you give us an example of one? Um, one that we do in that- is a fear and desire practice where you take turns asking each other, what are you really afraid of? What do you really want? And why do you love me? And you do that for five minutes and then you switch. And it's this tool. It's an emotional housekeeping tool. We do it. We do it a lot when there's maybe a little, a little noise in the atmosphere, like something's up and I don't even know what it is. Or maybe you seem a little off and let's let's just take a minute to drop in and feel what it is. And this container, these practices are scripts. There's a timer. You don't have to worry about getting bogged down into some kind of repetitive, familiar argument or like five minutes. Now, thank you. Now switch five minutes. Now, thank you. Now switch. And so that tightness is really helpful. And like all good communication practices where you are able to just talk without worrying about the person coming in and defending or responding, it just allows you to go deeper and kind of surprise yourself with what's there too. So I think all good communication practices have that at their core of just like letting someone talk and explore without worrying about what the response is going to be. So, so you think the love, love, love lab is a form of therapy for couples or is it uh, more of a consultation Type of, uh, think of it as therapy because we're not we're not like offering anybody solutions solution. or or suggestions or directions, but like use this tool. How did this tool work for you? That's how would you? How you know? Like we're just offering it's tools community group love like group love yeah. like. But do you feel that you a yoga it? class? Do <laughs> uh, you feel that you're giving it to them from your own relationship experiences, or just because you feel that? this is what you should do that may work that uh, is it the, your experience as well Some things are things that we do and or work for us but other things are you know we we are kind of researchers and journalists anyway and so we are and we're geeks about relationships so we just kind of love seeing what's out there and trying different things and so we really we just bring that spirit it's not like this is the solution this is going to work but like try this try this why not why not you know i think almost anything where you can come together, try something, 
and get yourself out of some ruts and explore something different is useful. And so that's sort of the spirit of relationship tripping, I think. It's beautiful. It breaks our paradigm, breaks our, you know, these, like like you said, when instead of getting into the pattern of, of way a normal couple, a couple may be speaking, when they're in a community and when you're trying to show up and, and grow and you're willing to listen differently, you're listening and you're witnessing and your ability to process all of a sudden can shift a bit. And I've been in many workshops and my studies and work. So I, I can feel how that can help a couple and, so much. And you feel that this creativity, the writing of the book, increasing your 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 love lab uh, experiences, do you think that that's part of uh, being an open nesters, being having a love more freedom and time? Is, 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 is that a help any or that you were on that path no matter what? I think so. You know, we used to collaborate a lot before kids and then kids became our collaboration. And I think this next chapter is going to be more collaboration again. And are you, both still, are you both still writing separately? Still working with, with your, own, your own research journalism? You still yeah, we're on work as well. So you both work from home? In a, yeah, I mean, you both don't, like, you really are together a lot. No, Joe has an I, office, I thank an office. God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, so, uh, but yeah, this this COVID quarantine here is like, wait, I'm so happy you have an office. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, so let's talk about space, because I do believe that I could not, there's no way be home with my husband with Amir all the time. There's no way. So I'm home a lot, because I have a lot more freedom right now in my life. But I do wonder... And that's something to explore. Like we've learned to give each other a lot of the space to encourage one and each other's best to be able to go out and develop further and then bring it home. Mm -hmm. So I do wonder how you're encouraging, you're thinking about encouraging that as you look ahead. Well, you know, the first thing we did after we did this uh, ceremony of letting go was take six weeks apart. Joe came back to the city. I stayed out in the Cape and that felt so important to us. Like, I was working on my own thing. Joe's working on his own thing. And then we got to reconnect. It was like, oh, hey. Um, so, yeah, I, we've been traveling independently more. I mean, I feel even freed up to go travel because I think in the past I was like, I don't want to miss time with the kids or I need to be home for da 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 Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, so these independent experiences are really... With other people? Are you guys traveling with other people at all? Um, not yet, but I do look forward to that. Hmm. You heard that, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> I heard it. Okay, just want to make sure. <laughs> I know. I mean, like, it's been a long time since I've just traveled with my girlfriends. Like, right. Yeah, I've been doing that the past few years because we're a bit ahead of you. It is so amazing. And I've been encouraging Amir. But he's also traveling with his girlfriend, so that's also good. <laughs> and me and then his girlfriend. So uh, hopefully as you get older and you have the privilege to do it, it's a big privilege. Um. So the last question, yeah, go ahead. Alone too. Alone. Like I traveled alone for a long time. Alone so. is so good. Yeah. Just for exploration or for business? Uh, just for exploration. I, I've I've always loved traveling alone. You know, especially when I was younger. Why is that? Oh, it just feels kind of deeper and more adventurous. Mm -hmm. no, but nobody to share the experiences. I mean, you really can just call and say hey look uh, you should have been here this morning uh, when at sunrise and i was having the espresso and coffee i mean you know so people cannot really experience it with you i will i will have a hard time traveling alone i really? like to share yeah no it's just a matter of preference i'm yeah. just saying what 
Well, I would, and I like both. And I wish I was a man sometimes because I would go more places. Yeah. I do like both. Mm-hmm. So uh, the last question of the evening is about the future, like what you'd like to see for, you know, your kids going off, what you're seeing. I know you just came back from your the first year and, and you were talking about music and what people are creating. Like what would be your hope for the future? Wow. Well, I was telling you before we started, but we just came back from Oberlin where Maim is a freshman and it was so incredible to be with those students. They are, there's so much magic, music, creativity, curiosity, kindness. This generation is really, really special. And they're so aware. They've been through so much already. They're so aware of what's going on. And um, I just, I really appreciate this generation and I would love to work more with them and you know, uh, getting both of our kids off on gap years has made me aware of what a particular thing it is to get off the bus when everybody else is kind of doing the thing and to step off that that train and um, sit with sit with the discomfort of not knowing what you're doing and um, knowing that you're missing out. Your friends are doing the thing that maybe you're missing out on. So I I'm feeling a calling to working with with young people. Um, to help them really do their own thing. And I don't know what that looks like, but I feel like in the next couple of years, I I um, I feel something's coming in in that respect. In addition to the work that we're doing with couples, and maybe that means working with parents and children together. I think there's, there's some, this is, it's, we're evolving. I'm excited about what the next few years are going to bring. I love uh, the curiosity, Joe. I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, just to jump off on the, the generational thing, my our daughter is going to the same college that I went to. And so I am thinking about like kids then versus kids now. And I feel like I grew up like kids are pretty, there's a lot of like hiding behind humor and a lot of like cynicism too. And, and, and I don't know, kids feel more earnest and sweet right now. There's like a, a you know, sometimes I, they're just so on the surface and I feel like, oh, are they, are they going to hide that with a joke and do something in the, the, the way that I, I grew up and no, they're like, really, they're, they're really real um, in a way that I, I, you know, surprises me sometimes. Well, thank you for that observation. I mean, no one can, there's no everything for each generation. Like sometimes I'll say to my daughter, well, your generation. And, and she's like, you know, mom, there were people in the sixties that, that marched like I am now or whatever. I mean, you know, it, but, and, I do think that there's a, a a level of consciousness and consent, and that that is what evolves into kindness when it's when it's intentional. And so I do see a lot of that because, like, we also see what we look for. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I know you guys are coming with love, so you're seeing that love. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's the message for the day. I just think that that really touched my heart. That that's how you see see the perspective when so many people are ragging on. Yeah, all generations or whatever honestly so i i love that you're coming from that is there anything else you'd like to share and definitely where you how people could reach you and get involved in love lab and or in, in january to get on relationship tripping uh, come join us you can find us at relationshiptripping.com um would love to have you join us or you can email me j at suejsuejaye dot com, and um We've, yeah, we've got a bunch of things coming up in January. So reach out, let us know. And if, you're in, 
Oh, and if you're, oh, oh, here's the thing that we're doing, and you guys have to join us too. We're starting adventure dating because it's time to do things in person. And um, so the idea behind adventure dating is that a group of couples go out together and we do something that's a little bit outside of our comfort zone um, okay. that will leave us feeling alive and and a little bit stretched and excited that we just did something challenging. So the first one that we're doing is um, on December 8th next week um, with my very favorite vocal teacher, Jonathan Stancato, who teaches people to tune into the vibrations that they're making as they're sounding. And he calls it ecstatic voicing. And Joe and I did an eight week course with him and it was, it, it just, it's shown up everywhere in our lives. And it's, it's like a shamanic singing coach. It's a, he's a shamanic singing coach. Yeah. So our, we're super excited to start adventure dating. So that's so, so our new series. Be, uh, uh, that's a whole day or weekend or what is it? No, it's an evening. It's a Friday night. Okay. Okay. Right. Um, and that's definitely will be out of my comfort zone. <laughs> and, and also so, comfort zone, but and also so comfortable too. I mean, he's just yeah, he's a, he's a magician. So, um, yeah. So we want to start with something that's like a little bit edgy, but not like yeah. You know. And when is the book going to come out? Oh, mm, what are you Jeff, shooting for? When are we shooting for? Go ahead. I think the fall. Well, I don't think it'll come out in the fall, but we'll write it. We'll write it in the next six months. You're going to finish it the sixth next week. Okay. Yeah. Good luck on your retreat. Any other last words, Joe? Anything else you'd like to say? No, but I, I you know, one benefit of of this open nesting chapter, which is interesting, is like the bar of time is a little bit lower. You know, it used to be like, oh, but I, you know, I don't want to do anything that isn't great because I could be home with the kids. And now it's like, no, I could do something that is kind of a little like mediocre and lame, and that's fine. <laughs> so I kind of like that. That gives us well, a lot of yeah. I I commend you for taking the open nesting to this positive to this positive extreme, uh, developing your own relationship, spending time with each other rather than away from each other. Although sometimes some some away is good, and also developing your own dream. I mean, we talked about developing our own dream together, having a project for us, and you have it. You're writing a book together. You have sort of a business together, and it's wonderful to see. A real, true, open nester couple. Um, you're you're truly one to for mm. the books. Yeah, but we're gonna get in and spend time with them. We're gonna make it happen. <laughs> yeah, I so appreciate Sorry. When is that event in December? I mean, in December eighth. Uh, December eighth, Friday. Yeah, Friday night, December eighth. Where? Where? It's in Midtown in Midtown Manhattan. Manhattan. Got it. Yeah. So you yeah. were saying something about us? Something? Oh, I just so I appreciate the two of you opening space for this conversation. It's so needed. I you know until you're here in this spot, you don't even know what it is, and then to ha- to hear from others who are going through it, who have gone through it. I really I've learned a lot listening to both of you share your experiences. So I'm just really grateful, and I'm so grateful just the open nesting as a concept. Thank you for for cracking that one open for all of us. I'll carry the flag, carry the the slogan, carry the uh, the experience, and carry the uh, the the way of living, so to speak. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for your example. Thank you. So good night. Thank you. Good night. Thanks. Tessa, I'm very pleased with that interview. This that was the whole intense intention of the Open Nester podcast is to find couples that are 
in that transitional period when they go from sending off the kids to school from to school uh, higher education to the moment that they are left alone and uh, Sue Jay is really truly uh, drove that point home the way she went through uh, actual grief I love I was gonna say the grief which we do talk about a lot in the open nester stage because as we become wiser and we can hold our grief and we can express our grief and then we can open to what's what life has to offer that's what this couple is all about is what life is offering exactly and offering specifically at the open nesting stage at act three here they are they took their relationship to a new and improved and incredible uh, level beyond their imagination even uh, because they had the time because they had the intention and they've been practicing coming out of their comfort zones and so like they said it's not easy so if there are people out there going to you know look at their relationship anew as any stage which is what I love about this about relationship tripping and the love lab that they conduct and the tools and the questions that we can ask each other and listen more deeply because that's how we become more intimate into me see by saying we're going to be home together how are we going to look at this together and so they really give us a, a, a really a blueprint and a group and a community to come into doing that with and and to stretch our boundaries. I hope they hope you'll stretch your boundaries and do and do some of this vibrational <laughs> I, I, next next week with me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I'm going to do that. Okay, I cannot we'll commit see. To we'll that get yet. back to you. <laughs> However, I, I just want to say that they are exaltatory couple. We should all look for what they have done. They have uh, put all their creative uh, output out there. They are uh, together. They are having. Uh, it's open nesting by the book, having the dream together, their values are aligned. It is exactly the way we I describe like open it. nesting in the dance rather than the book. <laughs> okay. Open, open nesting in its full dance, dance dance expression. So o- thank you for my dancing dance. friends who are into dancing, uh, Sujay uh, and Joe. I, I will take that. And I just want to mention about the radical trust that they talked about. Radical trust, trusting that their kid will do the right thing, that they'll will not harm themselves and they're learning more from their failure than their successes amen this types of episodes and others can be found on the open esters podcast website theopenesters.com double in the middle s at the end we love to hear your comments go there and explore the various we are about to embark on season four uh, next year and we would love love your comments and we'd love you to subscribe subscribe on your favorite podcast platform because it helps us a lot and get into our social media help that grow on Instagram and Facebook and what I really want to thank you for is sharing as you have to help us grow and to continue to think of other people who are doing wonderful and wild things like this couple that would like to be interviewed on the Open Nesters podcast. So you Absolutely. can write to me, Tessa at theopennesters.com. I'd love to hear from you. And, and really listen to that episode once and then again and see how it can impact you in your Act 3, the Open Nesting stage. Till next time, this is Amir. And this is Tessa. And we will see you on the next episode. Ciao. You have been listening to the Open Nesters Podcast, a production of Kiwi Publishing and Media. Executive Producer, Tessa Crone. Music 
by Yoni Avi Patat. Audio engineering by Lucid Sound. Web design and blogs, PJ Ewing. This podcast is available on all podcast platforms. To learn more about each episode and guest, please visit us at theopennesters.com. For questions or to be a guest on our podcast, email tessa at theopennesters.com.